hello and welcome to episode number five of the Sheeple News podcast. Uh, today is the 18th of May 2021. Uh, first up on today's show, I'll be talking about a headline that reads Eric Trump calls Joe Biden and Kamala Harris lazy. Ask, where are these two? So, looks like Eric Trump, the on the sons of Donald Trump, has been criticising uh, Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris as lazy uh, compared to his father, uh, the former President Donald Trump. And he claimed that there's a vacuum of power at the White House. Uh, Trump, who is the executive vice president of the Trump Organization, spoke to Newsmax TV's Cortez and Pellegrino on Monday and highlighted the recent spike in gas prices and increased migrant crossing at the southern border, among other issues. He said, You know it's sad. My father had these problems under control, calling the border situation an absolute mess and touting the US-Mexico border war, his dad said which was a major plank of the former president's 2016 campaign. Trump compared Biden and Harris's unfavorably to his father and criticized them for not giving more press conferences. I think they're lazy, Eric Trump said. I think they lack motivation. I think they lack the charisma to do what my father did. My father was on a plane every single day. He was literally going somewhere every single day. And where are these two? Why don't you ever hear from them? They're not giving press conferences. They're not going out in the Rose Garden like my father was. They aren't doing press conferences as they're getting on Air Force One. They're not travelling anywhere. I mean, there just seems like there's a vacuum in Washington. There's no energy. There's no speed. There's no desire to actually fix these problems. And that's depressing. People are seeing the mess that these people are making of this country right now. They're seeing how bad these policies are, Trump went on. As all of it unravels, these people who might not have liked a little mean tweet once in a while, or might have not liked somebody who was less PC from a personality standpoint, are actually kind of recoiling and saying, you know what? On second thought, that man was actually incredibly effective for this country versus what we have right now. That's the thing. <laughs> People got more upset over a little mean tweet or something he said than actual policies that he was doing. His policies he believed in and the policies that he said what he'd do that would fix the economy, that would... Uh, improve people's lives, wages would go up, which they, they did. And everything he said he'd do, he did. And uh, that's something that that's never happened in decades. Of the president saying what he'd do and actually going through and doing it. So he goes on and he says... Uh, and I think what is going to lead to in 2022 is going to be incredible. I think 
what it's going to lead in 2024 is going to be something very special. I don't think it's the last you've seen of Trump, to say the least, he said. I really think we're going to have decisive victories because of it. I mean, Steve, you know you couldn't have a larger contrast between two worldviews, and this current worldview isn't working, he said. Former President Trump has said he's considering another run at the White House in 2024, but has not yet made a formal announcement. Republicans will be hoping to take back the House of Representatives next year when Biden faces his first set of midterm elections. Alright, so next up we have an article on Infowars about Biden threatens those who are not vaccinated will end up paying the price. So Joe Biden issued a threat Monday that those who choose not to get vaccinated against coronavirus will end up paying the price. During a speech about vaccine distribution, Biden stated, if the unvaccinated get vaccinated, they will protect themselves and other unvaccinated people around them. If they do not, states with low vaccination rates may see those rates go up, may see this progress reversed. Those who are not vaccinated will end up paying the price, Biden then added. That of course many unvaccinated people have recovered from the virus and so are naturally immune and choosing not to take a vaccine is by definition experimental. No matter, those people are the threat apparently. Biden's latest comments come after he issued an ultimatum last week. So in a tweet, uh, Biden said, The rule is now simple. Get vaccinated or wear a mask until you do. The choice is yours. So, those who've been vaccinated, you're right, you uh, you don't have to wear a mask, but the ones who haven't, they're like uh, second-class citizens now. You'll wear a mask forever. Everywhere you go, you've got to wear one. So, uh, this leads us on to the next story here. This is about New York Governor Chris Cuomo, or Andrew Cuomo, I mean, it's his brother. Chris Cuomo, the one that works for CNN, he says, impose discrimination against unvaxxed people and ban discrimination against vaxxed people. So discrimination is good for me, but not for you. So declared New York Governor Andrew Cuomo on Monday. So Cuomo has imposed large-scale discrimination in New York against people who have chosen not to take experimental coronavirus vaccines. He has done so via actions including putting in place Excelsior passes that serve as vaccine passports that are required for entry to certain events and places. And last week, Cuomo announced people who have taken experimental coronavirus vaccines can receive free tickets to and segregated seating with relaxed coronavirus-related restrictions at professional baseball games in the state. But vaccination-based, discrimination-loving Cuomo says he is aghast that a private summer camp in the state would dare to bar participation by people who have taken experimental coronavirus vaccine. Cuomo declared Monday that he wants to ban such discrimination. I want to propose a law that says you can't discriminate against a person who has a vaccine. Melissa Klein wrote Saturday at 
the New York Post about the plans of Camp Hikon that appear to have given Cuomo a fit. So the article goes on here and says, uh, a summer camp for Jewish boys plans to bar those with COVID vaccination. A New York sleepaway camp for Jewish boys plans to bar anyone who received the COVID-19 vaccine, according to reports. Camp Hikon, which is in the planning stages, wants to prepare Orthodox Jewish boys for unspecified political, environmental and economic changes to come, but only campers and staffers who shun the vaccine can attend. Because of the kinds of demographics that I'm drawing from, most people who are coming will not have taken the vaccine. Uh, Naftali Schwartz said, the camp organiser, who is from Brooklyn and describes himself as a veteran yeshiva teacher. The JTA also noted a strong anti-vaccination sentiment among some Orthodox Jewish neighbourhoods in Brooklyn, where posters have gone up in recent days with misleading information about the shots. The Camp Hikon website says it will occupy a lakeside location in upstate Livingston Manor and that in order to safeguard children from COVID-19, it will provide campers with an abundance of vitamin D uh, as directed by our health coach. Uh, due to experimental nature of the available COVID-19 injections and the emerging reports of enhanced COVID-19 illness in those living in close quarters with vaccinated people, we cannot recommend this treatment for either our staff or our campers at this time. The website says we regret that we will be unable to accept campers or counsellors who have already received any of these injections. The site provides a link to information reporting that the vaccine is a bioweapon. And the camp is to serve boys from 8 to 18 in three-week sessions costing $3,300. In addition to studying the Torah, the campers are to learn food preparation and preservation, building and emotional resilience in adversity. New York camps need a permit from the state, city or county to operate. And Schwartz told the JTA he had not yet obtained a permit. And Sullivan County, where the camp is to be located, required anyone attending camp there to be vaccinated during a 2019 measles outbreak, county documents note. But the Governor Andrew Cuomo announced in February that the state summer camp should plan for a June opening. The Governor's office did not immediately respond to a request for comment about Camp Hikon. Schwartz could not immediately be reached. So, there's a there's one uh, one side to every story you can see. Um, it's strange that this is going both ways. So you're going to have places where you can't go in if you've had a vaccine and some places where you can't go in if you haven't had a vaccine. I think both are completely crazy. I mean, you shouldn't need a vaccine passport to go in and go to a grocery store or go into some shop. It's crazy that is. It is really crazy. And this is not we're not living it's not black plague times now. This is you know there's a a disease that 
has been shown it affects older people and obese people or both a lot of the times so the amount of relatively healthy people or very healthy people that have have gotten covid is low and the ones that have died from it is so 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 low it's so low uh, i mean i i'd like to see the statistics actual people have died from covid not people already had uh underlying health issues or they had cancer and they got covid no that's, you can't count that they didn't die from covid they died because of the disease they had covid just made things worse and uh sped up the process so they died quicker than when, when they were going to die i mean if you got terminal cancer you get covid and you die i mean you're, you're going to die anyway I mean, you just ended up dying quicker i mean covid was a cause of it one of the causes but it wasn't the ultimate cause for your death it was the cancer so it's the same with these vaccines. People, as people who've had the vaccine, they die the next day, and they're saying, "Oh, it was just nothing to do with the vaccine." So, I mean, you're doing, you're saying that about the vaccine, but about COVID, it's any death is COVID. So, you know, you're in a car crash, but you've got COVID in your system. But, well, we died from COVID. So, yeah, crazy. All right. So next, we've got an article from the Gateway Pundit says a morbidly obese White House reporter urges Biden admin to pressure CDC to reverse updated mask guidance. So you just you see these people on Twitter and uh, elsewhere having panic attacks that you know they don't have to wear a mask now. It's you know it's not it's not the one of the guidelines from the CDC and there's uh, businesses that don't require you to wear a mask now if you if you go in there to shop and uh, they're going crazy they, they can't live without their their precious little mask on uh, but they're, they're they're trying to get them to reverse the the guidance now so they, they want to keep wearing a mask forever even though they've been vaccinated or double vaccinated in some cases so they're so brainwashed now by tv and by social media that they're finding it difficult to go outside like they used to before this pandemic came out to go outside live a normal life go go shopping without a mask walk around by yourself without a mask on as well as there's something they love to do is to put a mask on they're walking their dog there's no one near them and they're walking on the street with a mask on which is crazy so it says here the morbidly obese woman the reporter yamish alcindor that's how you pronounce it it's a weird name uh, urged the biden admin to put pressure on the cdc to reverse the updated mask guidance so in march the cdc is finally admitted what we've known all along the overwhelming majority of people who were hospitalized or died from COVID were obese or overweight. As clinicians develop 
care plans for COVID-19 patients, they should consider the risk for severe outcomes in patients with higher BMIs, especially for those with severe obesity, uh, the agency wrote. So last Thursday, the CDC updated its guidance on masks and said fully vaccinated people do not need to wear masks indoors. That has greatly upset the morbidly obese and COVID cultists, or the branch Covidians, uh, who are suffering from a myriad of severe mental illness. Uh, the hypochondriacs suffering from a fear of breathing nice, fresh air. You know, that fresh air you just breathe in, it's so nice. Uh, want to cling to their masks and they want everyone else to wear masks too. They will keep wearing them forever. And uh, she said, um, she asked here the Gian, Jen Psaki, the, 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 the woman that works for Biden here, the press secretary, whoever her name is. Um, she wasn't wearing a mask, by the way, in this briefing. Um, and she made a question about mask wearing related to race. So it's very strange. Um, I'll put here the video on for you in a minute. Also, in the switch to COVID, um, the largest national nurses union is saying that the CDC guidelines on masks is putting frontline workers and especially people of color at risk, and that they're they're calling for the CDC to reverse that. What's the White House's stance on that union in particular, saying that their their members and people of color are at risk? Well, I would say we don't have any particular response to, directly to the union. I will say that again, uh, the objective. So, as you could hear, um, it's woman, she's quite strange. I mean, she's obviously, she's got health problems. She's uh, morbidly obese. So, she wants to use the excuse of wearing a mask so she can hide her little chubby face for the rest of the world. So, um, she's scared of improving herself and uh, she's... Uh, she just wants to hide her little fat face so other people don't judge her. Um, but she wants other people to do the same and they have to wear a mask everywhere. She doesn't feel safe. But she's just using that as a, a smokescreen for her fatness, really. Alright, so next up we have here um, a headline from the Business Insider says the Reagan Foundation demanded the Trump train bus remove an image of Ronald Reagan in a MAGA hat, according to a report. This is quite funny. <laughs> it says uh, that the Reagan Foundation told the Trump train to remove images of Reagan. The bus had features images of Reagan in a red Trump hat and the Queen wearing a QAnon brooch. Uh, the foundation said the bus bus's use of the Reagan image infringed trademark law per the report. So a nonpartisan organization supported the legacy of former President Ronald Reagan and demanded that the owner of the so-called Trump train remove an image of Reagan from its bus, according to a report by Salon Zachary Patrizo 
a lawyer representing the the Reagan Foundation, wrote to Trump train owner William Hall on May 13, saying that his use of an image of Reagan infringed trademark law for photos of the letter shared by Salon. And the Trump train, which is actually a bus, tours the U.S. gathering support for former President Donald Trump and, a, and attended a rally featuring GOP representatives Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene in Florida earlier this month. Uh, the bus is not formally affiliated with Trump or the Trump Organization. The recent photos showed that its decorative exterior included doctored images of Reagan and the Queen in red Make America Great Again hats alongside images of Trump and his Vice President Mike Pence. Uh, it says Linda Merritt, a partner at Norton Rose Fulbright, told Hall to remove Reagan's image and permanently cease all other use of Ronald Reagan's name and likeliness for your tour bus services. Your use of Ronald Reagan's image in connection with your tour bus services and in advertising is likely to cause consumers to mistakenly believe that you are, in some way, affiliated, connected, or associated with the Reagan Foundation, she added. Uh, the report came just days after Buckingham Palace requested that the bus also remove an image of the Queen had been edited to add a QAnon badge to her coat. Uh, Hall told Salon Monday that he had taken the images from Google two years ago and he thought it was fine to use them because they were in the public domain. He told Salon that Reagan loved and admired Trump, though the publication noted that there was little evidence to support this. We never want to upset anyone. We want it to be a fun bus to make people smile as it does by the millions. He told Salon that the image of Reagan had already been removed from the bus four days before he received the letter from the Reagan Foundation, but that he could not provide evidence of this because he wasn't in Florida, where the bus is currently based. Uh, all told insiders, Melissa Wiley, that he was already planning on removing the image of the Queen prior to the complaint from Buckingham Palace. Uh, Hall told Salon that he planned to redecorate the bus with a Hall of Appreciation featuring Fox News host Sean Hannity, MyPillow CEO Mike Lindell and Texas Senator Ted Cruz, among others. He wrote on Facebook that he would also add photos of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis Kentucky Senator Rand Paul and right-wing author Candace Owens and would remove the image of Pence, who he called a traitor. Uh, Hall, Merritt, Norton, Rose, Fulbright and Buckingham Palace did not immediately respond to insiders' requests, requests for comment. So, I mean, <laughs> they're getting annoyed over a little uh, meme. It's basically a meme that they've put on a bus. Just something people to laugh at, really. I mean, this... You know, it's something, it's something funny and light-hearted, and uh, these people take everything so seriously. I mean, who knows? Maybe the Queen's a fan of of uh, Donald Trump. She might be, she might not be. But it's funny to see her with a little hat on, a red hat, saying "Make America Great Again." I mean, 
if he can't see the funny side in that, I don't know. I think it's pretty funny. Alright, so last article here. Um, this is actually something I saw on Tim Paul's um, YouTube channel, one of his videos. I just saw the the thumbnail and the the title of the video, but I didn't watch it. But uh, I've looked up here this article from the Washington Post, or the Washington Compost, as uh, Trump calls it. It says here, can you eat cicadas, the insect? says, yes, and here's the best way to catch, cook, and snack on them. So this is now the um, the way they're pushing forward for people not to eat meat. This is this new ideology, this new uh, way of, uh, of brainwashing people into thinking uh, they're saving the planet, not eating meat. But, I mean, how is that saving the planet? I mean, you've got to go to China. Go to China and tell them not to eat uh, meats and not to pollute the earth and that. But you, you don't do that. They don't go to these countries and tell them to stop doing it. It's always us. We have to change our lifestyle. Something to do with our carbon footprint, whatever that is. What, the heck, what does that mean, carbon footprint? I mean, it's, it's just so, so strange. It really is. It's saying here... Uh, 2004, Caroline Goon, whoever that is, heard that the periodical cicadas had just swarmed the D.C. area were edible after considering different advice on how to eat them with or without wings, headless or head-on. How disgusting. The 20-year-old went to a tree near an apartment complex and pulled a few adult cicadas off and gave them a quick fry. The result? I remember distinctly at the time it tasted like a crispy, saltyish snack, she says. Insects, insect eating is not common in the US, where prevalent cultural norms include a disgust factor. But since 2013, report from the UN advocates here have promoted insects as a sustainable protein source, leading to a wave of high-tech bug powders and snacks over the past few years. And cicadas are eaten in many other cultures. Yeah, they're eaten in countries that don't have a culture. You're on about culture. And there's no culture in other countries that eat bugs. Alright? These people need to understand that some cultures are better than other cultures. And eating bugs, that's not, that's not a good thing to do. That's not a good part of culture. That they have also historically been a food source for some Native American tribes. <laughs> this is like stuff from years ago. Like hundreds of years ago. It's tribes. This is what tribes eat. That's why they never evolved. They never, they never built a plane. They never built a skyscraper. They never built uh, cars. They never built the internet. And we built the internet. We have to move, we have to go forward, not backwards. I've got to go start eating insects and, and stuff. Why? I'm not eating insects. There's now cicadas are emerging again in eastern US. And it says that chefs and insect curious folks are prepared to explore the culinary possibilities. Uh, it says, you'll need a bit of knowledge on their life stages to create the best edible experience for the past 17 years. These Brood X cicadas have slowly matured underground, sucking on plant sap. 
it's like talking about wine here. It's like the slowly matured wine. I mean, God. Over the past few weeks, nymphs have created tunnels from which they'll emerge when the soil is warm enough. I mean, there's a picture of them here. They look disgusting. They look like, or like cockroaches mixed with hornets. I mean, ugh. It says, um, these nymphs will pop out of the ground, climb upward, then molt their nymphal case, just like a crab casting off an old exoskeleton. At this stage, when they are called tenerals, they will appear creamy white with a few blushes of yellow. They will then develop their full adult exoskeleton, which is black and dark brown, and be ready to mate. Um... So it says here that you may have already seen light brown nymphs if you've been gardening. Um, Vice here, this guy that's talking on here, this, this chef, so they started kitchen testing with nymphs. She found by turning over flagstones. I mean, this goes on and on, all this. I mean, why, why in your mind there would you want to eat some bugs? Unless you're like out in the woods and you've got nothing else to eat, you're gonna go out and maybe buy some bugs from the from the supermarket now. I mean, I honestly I find this really really scary. Right, so I have another article now, USA Today, and this one here says hungry cicadas are on the menu. As Brood X's arrival has some foodies buzzing. <laughs> uh, it says that they're expected to arrive by the millions in 16 states this month. Uh, it says um, people with adventurous, adventurous palates will savour the rare opportunity to taste these little buggers, which, have, which some have been hailed as the shrimp of the dirt for their seafood-like flavours. That... Um, so it's kind of like the taste of the forest floor, but not in a bad way. But who isn't talking about cicadas on Facebook and Twitter these days? From artisans making jewellery out of the loud winged creature to scientists trying to predict when they'll arrive. Social media is a buzz with all things cicadas. And yes, that also means people are swapping cicada recipes, including Asian-inspired cuisine, a gumbo-like dish, chocolate-covered varieties, and even a version of rhubarb pie. Some describe their taste as nutty or similar to that of chicken. Yeah, you have to be a nut to eat this. You're nutty to eat these weird bugs. And Andrew Zimmern, the creator of Travel Channel's Bizarre Foods franchise, said the insects have a bold flavour. They're earthy, loomy, sour. They've been living in the ground for 17 years, he says. Kind of like the taste of the forest floor. It's a strong taste, but not in a bad way. It stands up to big flavours of garlic and ginger. And he should know those are the two ingredients in his recipe for crispy wok fried cicadas that he made in 2013. He said that although the whole creature is edible, people should remove the wings if they've matured. It's the chef's choice whether to leave the outer shell or carapace, depending on if they want an extra crunchy addition to their dish. 
So I think that's enough here for today. And uh, should have another episode sometime this week. And uh, hope you enjoyed it. And I'll see you again very soon. Goodbye.